0: Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. Welcome back. Hope your post-Christmas is going tremendous. Welcome to the dark days of not knowing if you're supposed to go into work, not knowing if you're supposed to feel bad about yourself, not knowing if watching football or online shopping with all those gift cards you got, or just blowing off your family you're spending time with is important. I'm Infinity Bro Max, here your host today. Grateful you're here wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for making us part of your podcast experience here with two other Infinity Bros here today. All the way from the West, it's Infinity Bro Jared. Jared, how are you? I'm doing
1: great. Uh, yeah, I always feel good about spending my gift cards. And you want to know my secret, Max? I always feel bad about myself.
0: <laughs> it doesn't take Christmas Got for him. me. To feel yeah. bad about myself,
1: right? I do, anyways.
0: <laughs> when I put on this badge every day, I go out there and I feel bad about myself, regardless <laughs> of if there's a Santa in the sky or not. Um, speaking of people that should feel bad about themselves, we haven't been any, bro. Isaac, Isaac, how are you? Uh, well, I'm a little hurt right now that you just
2: said that, but I didn't I mean, mean. Other than that, I'm I'm doing fine. Um. Ready to talk uh, talk some Hawkeye. Um, ready to hear from what we should think about Hawkeye from Jarrett. And, and yeah. yeah. Some bad things for Max. Also, hey, how dare you come after the golden retriever of the podcast, Isaac
1: Edland. <laughs> the golden retriever. The, the goodest podcast. boy that we have.
0: Aww. He's such a good boy. <laughs>
2: he's, such a, he's, a, he's a very good boy. You guys make me feel so bad.
0: I don't know what hot <laughs> guy Isaac wants to talk about, but today we're going to talk about Hawkeye, the season finale of what just took place on Disney Plus last week. We are recording just after Christmas, the day after December 26th, for those that are listening or uh, maybe watching clips of us at home. Uh, as we said at the top of the show, thanks for listening to us. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, all that jazz. Uh, click the link in our show notes, yada, yada, yada. Um, But we do have some new podcast reviews for you to hear about us. If you're wondering, Max, why does your arm hurt so much? Well, it's because I'm going to be patting myself on the back a little bit, listing some (laughs) iTunes reviews. And you get to listen to them, too. You can leave us an iTunes review on Podchaser or iTunes. We have three new reviews today. Uh, Isaac, are you nervous? Are you excited? Do you have butterflies in your tummy? What are you feeling about these iTunes reviews?
2: Yeah, man. Um, I'm I'm always excited to get iTunes reviews, regardless of what they say. So, like, I'm excited. Um, and you know, if they if they trash us, then so be it. Like, then then you know, we'll just we'll just take it and run with it. Uh, we've been waiting for that first. Really bad um, review, and honestly, it hasn't come yet. So, so we'll just keep going. Yeah, we've
0: gotten like 80 reviews. So, either we have 80 grandmothers that are leaving us reviews, or we're doing something right. Um, this first one comes from Pod Chaser. Uh, this comes from Lindsay, just Lindsay. No last
2: name. Thank you, Lindsay.
0: No, no, Thank no, you, Lindsay. Not thanking you. You want to live in ambiguity? You don't get thanked.
2: I will override Max on this thank you Lindsay for leaving taking your time to leave this pod chaser review which you absolutely didn't have oh, to no no no
0: no 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 you wanna you, <laughs> you wanna sit in ambiguity our, our reviewers yeah. hey give me an infinity gauntlet well who are you oh, I'm Lindsay oh. hide in the shadows how am I supposed to give you an infinity gauntlet If you're not going to tell me your full name. I guess we'll have to track her down and message her on Podchaser. Every Lindsay I know. I'm calling every Lindsay I know from here on out if she wins. Every single one of them. Max, I would never listen to your podcast. Please do not give me a fancy (laughs) glove that's worth more than it's. Hey, Lindsay,
1: you remember me from middle school?
0: (laughs) Uh, Lindsay (laughs) left us a five-star, no title, typical. I'm new to this podcast, but it instantly made my day better listening to their opinions. Easy to follow along. Sounds like the usual conversation I'd have with my friends. And I love this. If I could, I would give it 10 stars. A very nice thing to say, but again, I'm going to go back. I'm going to give this a three out of six in the context oh my gosh, of it. if you're Max. not going to tell oh me your last gosh. name, don't leave the review. I don't oh, want to give you. God. You're not part of that. What? Are, what's going on here, Lindsay?
2: Oh, Lindsay? okay. So like all the iTunes reviews that literally have usernames that we can't even decipher what their name is, those are fine. But we when we come to Lindsay, oh, it's the worst. No, the it's, worst it is the worst. And here, three out of six. On.
1: Max, show me on the Funko Pop where they hurt you. (laughs) Show me. (laughs) Who hurt you, Max? Ebenezer
0: Scrooge is supposed to be a jerk before Christmas, Max, not after Christmas. Um, (laughs) No, here's the thing, Isaac. With these other names, I can at least locate, and there's some uniqueness to them. With Lindsay, the only unique feature of this name is that it's D-S-E-Y, not D-S-A-Y. That's about all I've got to work with. Wait, how do you spell it? I would go A-Y. I'm an A-Y guy.
1: That's weird. I'm an A-Y well, guy, yeah. that's the weird one. Well, I am. <clears throat> I don't know.
0: Lindsay, no,
2: don't listen to Max. We love and appreciate you, and and thank you so much for leaving that yeah, review. Well, six well, out well, of six. Coward.
0: Um... Uh, the second podcast come from Aus underscore mad. See, this is a little more unique. I can work with this. That makes
2: absolutely no sense. You trash Lindsay, well, but if Lindsay, if Lindsay mad. wanted to
0: not be trash, she would have put her last name or he it's 2021. <laughs> Isaac, here we go. <laughs> that, this is also true. a five-star review. <clears throat> he or she says, This podcast is definitely worth subscribing to. That's the title. If you like nerdy stuff, Marvel, Star Wars, DC video games, Pokemon, etc., then this is your podcast. They talk about all the stuff that we like, and they give their great perspective on all detail. They talk about our favorite things the way we talk about them, and they don't hold back their opinions. I love listening to every episode. This is what a high-quality review looks like.
1: They did say we have great opinions, though, which means they were not listening to an episode I was on.
2: <laughs> or Zane by or Zane the way. me yeah. and Zane we're not on that episode
0: <laughs> yeah, you can tell the really really um, intimate reviews when they trash Zane
1: yeah those are the best. Those
0: are the ones that's like oh you do listen or when this. Ralph
1: Boner hops into our oh, chat gosh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph thank
0: Boner thank you Alice underscore Mad we appreciate that that came on Apple Podcasts. and then finally wow you just give him a thank or you or her hey or straight her. up like that or her or, or, her. Her. Go up or, or her. her or her Go up or, or her, her.
2: But then you just drag Lindsay. through Oh, the I, you know like, what? I'll Can I circle nothing. back real quick, Jared? Do you mind? Not even a thank you? Hey, I know nothing everybody's
0: like, hey, I'm out of the workspace right now. I'm listening right. to a podcast after Christmas, trying to enjoy yeah. my free time. But we're going to circle back real quick. Lindsay. I'm yeah, going to trash you one more time since I've got a little more time to no. trash you. Here we go. Here
1: we Final go. review comes from N-Sip
0: 40 se- Simp. N-SIMP 47. That's a name. This is a five-star review. It says, Excelsior. Simply the best nerdy podcast. Love listening to these guys, and it is always fun and insightful. Five-star reviews. This comes on podcast. uh, See,
2: the Excelsior. That's That's a six out of six. That's a six out of six review. review.
0: Classic Excelsior, yeah. Pat ourselves on the back for that one, too. That's really great. Yeah, Good job, guys. There we go. (laughs) I think make sure you clip that. You guys, like, (laughs) did it at the same time. (laughs) It was really tremendous. Beautiful. Beautiful. If you're listening to this before the start of 2022, you could have a chance to win a custom Infinity Gauntlet for you from us to bring in the new year. All you have to do is leave us one review on Podchaser or iTunes. If you leave us a review on each platform, you get to be entered twice. You just have to make sure that your name is not Lindsay in order to win it. I'm just kidding, Lindsay. If you win, I don't know how we're going to give it to you, but you could still technically win it. I really hope Lindsay wins. I really, really hope she wins. Now, <laughs> this is who I'm pulling for to win it because I want to find so out who like this gal is. We're like taking
2: every single person that has put in a review from. Are we doing from April first? Because that was the initial from April first. Yeah, yeah. On, we're
0: throwing them like, in a in a bag or on one of those you know spin wheel things. We'll find a way to do it. Well, we might we didn't even do the spin wheel on stream yeah, too, maybe on, we will on we'll uh, we'll. the live episode
2: yeah. uh january 2nd yep,
0: Janu- you, uh, j- you stop stealing session. my thunder can i just promo us before we go to the Sorry. next thing uh january <laughs> okay. 2nd is coming up soon make sure you check out that that's going to be our 100th episode you can check that out on twitch live at
2: Twitch.tv. No, the time, B-in Isaac. I just B-in said B-in you M-score can check Gross. it out on
0: Twitch. Come on, Isaac. At 8 p.m. Central. I already said that. You're being a real Lindsay. You're being a real Lindsay right now. I was telling you where
2: you go to check it out. That's what I was telling oh, you. Geez.
1: Can I just say, I love the energy that we've got going. If we just <laughs>
2: harness <laughs> yeah. that this energy, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this can be harnessed though, Jared. Like this is, this is energy that we just have to leave unchecked. This is chaotic. Energy. This is
0: more energy this than, is than like, the cat in the box in Christmas vacation.
2: This is like Scarlet Witch, like chaos magic energy, just like it's just going wild
0: yeah. right now. Okay, uh, so
2: that w- just and that already unhinged Max. Just the mention of, of Scarlet oh, Witch, God. we didn't even we didn't oh. even say anything
0: oh. remotely
1: related. We're to so One we're so turned up for a Hawkeye <laughs> podcast.
0: Well, <laughs> this is the reason you are here. You have checked out our episode, maybe for the first time, or. You are coming back as a long-time listener, we hope, and hopefully a long-time friend, to check out our thoughts on the season finale of season one of Hawkeye, uh, the show that is on Disney+. And it has been an interesting ride on this one, and we're going to go ahead and review that episode. We'll also probably talk about the previous five episodes. So before we get into any of that, we want to make sure that you're familiar with our rating system and how we rate things here on the Infinity Bros Podcast. Here on the Infinity Bros Podcast... Everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity step. And then additionally, we're going to spoil pretty much everything from episodes one to six. So if you haven't watched any of it yet, and you don't know some of the things that have happened, we're going to give you a spoiler warning. Additionally... I'm going to go ahead and free us up to talk about a specific character that showed up in the newest Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man No Way Home. So if you have not seen that movie, I'm going to encourage you to wait to listen to this episode. Go watch that movie, come back, and then listen to it after you've watched Hawkeye and that. So this is your spoiler warning. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Alright, that sounds good. Um so uh Jared, real quick, uh thoughts on episode six, just really I'm sorry, uh episode five, excuse me. Really briefly, tell us what your thoughts on episode five were before we dive into episode six.
1: Oh gosh. Um I think they built up to things in an interesting way, and it was really like teeing up what the finale was gonna be. The payoff, obviously, we'll talk about it in a moment, was worth it, but I think this whole series has done a great job building momentum to what was inevitably going to be the end of this. Um, yeah, across the board, six out of six forever. Did
0: you feel like, Isaac, that the reveal of Kingpin was worth it to you? We're going to talk about him in episode six here and, and ad nauseum probably. But just that reveal in particular... Did you feel like that was a payoff? Did you feel like it was undersold, oversold? How did you feel about
2: absolutely, it? Absolutely, absolutely. I 1,000% loved the drop in... It, it was the end of episode five, correct? Yes, it was, it was the very last frame. They, it was four, five? Okay, so I I was a little worried because I, I was, like, fairly sure that they were going to drop Kingpin from all of the hubbub that we've been hearing on social media. Um What I was a little worried about was I heard I had heard a rumor that they were going to put him in a fat suit. And I was like, oh, no, please. Like after the magnificent portrayal that we had in Daredevil with Vincent D'Onofrio, please, please do not retcon him and put him in a fat suit. Like, please don't do that. And when I saw that picture of him at the end of episode five, I was like, oh, yeah. That's Vincent D'Onofrio, and they credited him in in the end credits yep. too, which was that was that was m- more the mind blowing thing to me was that they were like straight up like oh yeah this, this is, is it we're going we're going for it with this they weren't like playing anything they weren't like keep it trying trying to keep it low profile for episode six they were like boom the lids off of the jar like everything is out now and I love that like the end of episode five I was hype high 6 out of 6 hype for episode 6 the finale of hawkeye
0: hawkeye is a series based on marvels marvel, marvel comic superhero hawkeye centering on the adventures of young avenger kate bishop who took on the role after the original avenger clint Barton. Episode six is called So This Is Christmas. The synopsis of the episode reads, Clinton-Kate's partnership is tested as they face the consequences of exposing the conspiracy. The director of this was Rise Thomas, is written by Jonathan Igla, Elisa Lamins-Clement, and uh, Jack Kirby gets credited but for Captain America. So, Jared, we talked about this in the review of episode one. This is because of Swordsman. Right. So that that's that, interesting. Looking back on that, 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 that was like we were yeah. we were... Wondering if specific characters were going to get thrown in there. Do you think, and this is a huge spoiler jumping ahead, this also has to do with uh, Agent 19, Mockingbird, Jarrett? Would that also count in this? I would guess so. Yeah. I'd have to do a deep dive more to see what other characters maybe would be under Jack Kirby's umbrella for that. But uh, Jeremy Renner, Haley Steinfeld, Vera Farmiga, Tony Dalton, Florence Pugh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Alec Cox uh am i saying that na- name right jared
2: i still don't know <laughs> we we've gone three episodes of hawkeye uh like reviews and we still we still don't know what it what it actually is supposed to uh, aliqua cox aliqua cox is, i don't know uh, if that's a men- we're gonna move on Fra- no, Fra- not, like i have no idea
0: <laughs> we're gonna move on uh froffy <laughs> uh alex Ponovic, um linda Cardellini. uh ava russo Ben Sakamoto and Cade Woodward as well. Um, And then there's just some some minor characters after that. So a couple things that I want to talk about from our review. You can hear hear the reviews for episodes one and two and three and four. Go down to the link in our show notes if this is the first time you're checking us out. You can hear some of our thoughts and some of our theorizing from those episodes there. But a couple things that we talked about in the first episode, Jarrett, that I want to circle back on are that where they had the opening – first episode gala was owned by Kingpin in the, in the Netflix show. And it appears according to Vincent D'Onofrio, and I will post a link in our show notes. We talked about this already, the three of us, he has confirmed this is the same Kingpin. So it would stand to reason that the reason that they were there was because he was the person hosting the event. And he has been the overarching villain in this. Oh, by the way, in the Hawkeye season poster that they posted this last week over Christmas, you can see his shadow overlaying the entire cast, a very brilliant detail that you couldn't pick up. And at the
2: end of episode five, I mean, we've, we've seen these awesome, uh, and, and intro credits that like are in very, very similar art styles to David Aja from the original, like Hawkeye run with, um, with Matt fraction. Um, he shows up as a shadow at the end of episode five. And that is one of the coolest end credit, uh, I don't know, credit like scenes I've ever seen with Kingpin's like shadow in the background. That almost got me just as hyped as seeing Vincent D'Onofrio in that like screenshot, like picture that we saw at the end of episode five. Like that was incredible. Uh, it is a travesty that David Aja has not been, credited uh for for these credits for intro and it and makes outro credits.
1: absolutely zero sense like you cannot yeah, look at that and tell sense. me that's not his work it's
2: like the same exact art style like they totally ripped it off from it's, the series like, yeah it's so dumb.
0: i hope either behind the scenes or after this is all done and we'll get into the show that aja gets the credit he deserves because it's clear and evident that his vision and portrayal and framework of how this world was built is seen in the show, so clearly, clearly that, that is that is evident. Uh, let's talk about our, our rankings of this episode, uh, Isaac. We will start with you. Can you rate this episode, please, for our audience?
2: Uh, I think I'm going to give this episode
0: a six out of six.
2: Honestly, like I, I know this episode is very like divisive in in the internet community, but like I was so hyped throughout this episode that the hype heightened like just my experience of this show and all the issues that I had, including in episode six, there was some glaring issues. Um, my hype was so high that it just completely overrode everything that I all, every issue that I had with this show, like the, the emotional attachment that I had to the show was way higher than I expected it to be. Um, Jeremy Renner is fantastic as Clint Barton uh, does an amazing job with his um, emotional acting. Haley Steinfeld, incredible. Their fight scenes in episode six, top notch. Some of the best fight scenes we've seen in the MCU through all of these Disney Plus shows, I thought. Um, Just the, the, the callbacks to the comics were incredible. Even with Kingpin, which I know a lot of people had issues with the character of Kingpin in this show, but like they did, they they literally like Vincent D'Onofrio goes into pretty pretty heavy detail. They stripped his image from I believe it's Family Business is the comic run. Uh, Like they literally had the same Hawaiian shirt, the same suit, like everything. Like I absolutely loved, um, man, just the 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 outer shell of this episode. And when we get into it, I mean, there are some issues that we'll talk about, but man, I absolutely love this episode. Six out of six. Fantastic. Would this is, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. This is my favorite MCU show as of right now. Like I, I absolutely love the show. Um, and the underarching issues that I have with it, we'll get into it. And, I don't know. This episode was a perfect ending that it didn't fix the issues that had already started happening throughout the show. But I think, I think this episode was fantastic. I loved every second of it. Six out of six for me.
0: I'll go next Jared. So you can just rip it apart after that. Okay. And you're the residential Hawkeye fan. So everyone's here to listen to you. So it'll keep them around a little longer anyway. <laughs> um, I, I really think in terms of Jeremy Renner's performance, his performance was okay. Uh at the beginning, I thought it was going to be better than it was, and it just didn't pan out. I don't know if that's writing or if it's how much cared about it. Um, I think Haley Steinfeld is remarkable. She's she's one of the best parts of this show, if not best. Um, I really like the transition from this car- from the original Hawkeye to, to her. Honestly, I might like her better than I like Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye after this as well. Um, I know Jared, we talked about on the first episode. They flipped the script on Hawkeye's the clumsy one and she's the perfect one. They kind of flipped that here. I like that. I really like the transition, and it makes her more charming, and it really makes the chemistry that she builds with Florence Pugh's character. Character, And I really think that overall this story had a lot of heart to it. I think the premise and the goal of what my expectations were, low expectations, were that Hawkeye would get back home to his family. I think those were met. In the grand scheme of setting other things up, I've got some pretty big gripes. My biggest gripe, and Jared, you you for sure will have frustrations with this, is this was not long enough. Um, every single Marvel show, except for Loki, has needed at least two more episodes, minimum. And I think this show suffered greatly from that. I think Echo was not good. Echo was not menacing. She needed to be menacing. She's a great character in the comments comics, excuse me. She deserves and demands respect. It's an incredibly daunting character to take on and set up for a show. I'm not dogging Alekwo Cox. If anything, I actually really want to see her gain more of a role in this universe. I just felt like she was relegated to the sidelines in the key moments here. I didn't really like how they just like introduced us to Kingpin and then panned up to have her shoot Kingpin. And we all know he's not dead. He's not dead. They're not killing. You're not introducing Kingpin for one episode to air quotes, kill him. So that frustrated me. I would have liked to see Kingpin go off and be set up for something. Not just, yes, he did. did have the original costume. Isaac, but he was not menacing in this and nearly as menacing in the context of Netflix. Um, he was talked about being menacing, but I didn't see with my eyes the same kingpin if, is what I'm trying to say here. Um, and so that's my frustration with this episode. It's my frustration with this series because I came on here episode one and I said, this looks great. This is phenomenal. They're doing a great job. I hold it's the funniest of the shows. It is down, no questions asked, the funniest. I like that it's Christmas, too. It will hold up. But to give us a post-credit scene of a stupid musical to really, really botch, I think they botched Echo. And I think that show's got a lot of legs that it's going to have to carry. Those better be some strong writing chops, strong directing chops. And they're going to need Charlie Cox for that. If he's not in that show, that's going to be a flop. I mean, th- there's just no other way around it. He has to be in that show now. Um, and I, if these Netflix characters are coming back from what they were, if that is all canon, you're going to have to do a better job of showing me that, guys. And this falls on Kevin Feige. I, I've said this since since WandaVision. I hate the length of these shows. I think they got to be longer. I know there's a lot of production money going into it. I know that they're on a time crunch. I know that they're trying to pump as much content as they have. I'll take another month if it means two more episodes. I will. I'll do it because that's what these characters demand. I needed more time with this kingpin because I am I don't buy that he's from the Netflix universe. I just don't buy that right now. So that's just where I'm at. Hawkeye and Haley Steinfeld, because Jared was making fun of me offline about this. I loved Haley Steinfeld, and I think she's the most redeeming part of this. I absolutely love Florence Pugh. I think she's tremendous. I those two can have a show together, and I'm all in. I think it's great. I think Florence Pugh sounds like Gru from Despicable Me, mixed with uh, the guy from The Room, Tommy Wiseau. And I think she, I think her nasally impersonation is so funny, um, and it's spot on. And I just love these two. I think these two are great. Honestly, I I really like the I think these two already are have more character than the way that Hawkeye and Black Widow were introduced in the MCU at the start of all this. So um, because those two really weren't introduced the way that these two are. So I'm starting to like these two a lot more. I got issues with the show, but honestly, it's really more about the future. The show executed what it needed to do. I'm with you guys on Aja. I'm sure Jarrett thinks that, too. Um, But I got some ticky tack things. I I, say all those things about Echo out of enjoyment of the of the comic canon and my expectation of that show to be treated with respect and to be treated with significant stakes for a character that can mimic other people. This character was not nearly as menacing as Taskmaster was in Black Widow and Taskmaster was not close to what it should have been. So that's just my opinion.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. So, so wait, I, before, before yes. you start Jarrett, um, I didn't, did you rate the, the final episode max? I don't know if I rate, Oh yeah. I'm rate. sorry.
0: I'll give this a four out of six. Four to six. Okay. All right. Okay. Go for it. Jared.
1: Off the bat. I give it a six out of six, but I actually disagree with you less than you think I might. Um, oh good.
0: I was worried I was going to get really, really beat up here.
1: So so Echo needed more time in the sun, needed to be more menacing. I would say the same of Kazi. Completely flat character. I don't know why they put him in this. He is His character in the comic books Clown. is, like,
0: so good. Yeah. There was no, like, even, so like, good. hey, he, this is who he's going to be.
1: Yeah. Um, we got a very different Vincent D'Onofrio kingpin. I think that's, although I agree, he was not brutal. He was not the kingpin we're used to. I don't know if it would have fit with the tone of this show and with what they're trying to do on the Disney Plus series. I agree. That being said, we saw John Walker, like, straight-up merc somebody. So, totally, I don't know. yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, they have some liberty with this. I fully agree with you about Echo, though. Like, uh, I think she killed it as an actress, but they did not give us time to have her be a villain or even a menacing villain for very long. Uh, the series was cut way shorter than it should have been. Honestly, 10 episodes. Like, you said two? I still don't know that that would have been enough. Well,
2: I mean, like, WandaVision and um, Falcon and Winter Soldier both got nine, so at least that. Like, we should have gotten nine. I don't know why they decided, like, all right, after Loki, we're only doing six. I I don't know why, but... I disagree with you about Clint, uh,
1: specifically Jeremy Renner. I think Jeremy Renner did fine. Um, I do think that the relationship between um, Kate Bishop and uh, uh, Yelena is... Way better than how they introduced us to uh, Clinton Natasha in you know the first Avengers, Uh, but those things like even the minor gripes to me didn't detract from the gravity of this episode. I I would agree with the complaints, but to me they weren't enough to knock it down even remotely a peg. That's okay, Um, and I just because well yeah, I'll
0: interject again. This is a future conversation. The season, the show as a whole, did its job. Clint saved the day, he built up the next generation. We introduced Kingpin and Echo. He got back home to his family in time for Christmas. Right? <laughs> like I mean, let's let's be frank, that's mm. really what the expectation was in this show. right. And they checked the boxes. But I'm I'm seeing the pattern now like with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It all led up to a, a quasi battle in New York City that didn't really go anywhere. Like the villains. Yeah. Big plan was to disrupt a meeting in New York city with WandaVision. It, it, all these pushes and shoves and winks and all these things were, there's this higher fourth phase villain. Nope. It's just Agatha Harkness who everybody, the first day, that um, the amazing actress who played her, forgive I'm forgetting her name at the top of my head. Catherine Hahn. Yeah, yeah. I, we all knew that's who she was. Like yeah, that wasn't really. a really big deal. The only show that really has owned its son, its moment in the sun right now is Loki because it did because yeah. we were bamboozled from all the other moments, and then in that right. moment it went no 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 it is what you thought it was. And it's bigger than what you thought it was. Well, along that lines, I mean, like
2: we all I mean, we're all coming down still from an endgame high. Well, now on a Spider-Man high. Right. Well, yes, that too. But like um, previously, like before WandaVision, we've had Far From Home, like that's the only other MCU project that we've had since Endgame. So we're thinking like WandaVision, holy crap, this is going to be universe blowing. And it turns out it's just an basically an origin like building show for for scarlet
0: witch for and Wanda. to use its own and terminology all... it's a bottle episode it's only in the city it doesn't take place outside of the city right and we we thought it was going to be this like
2: mcu changing thing and and kind of like i feel like we're we have our expectations so high from end game that all of these shows are just they don't hit the mark for us because now we're expecting endgame level stuff to be happening in the MCU. I
0: push back on that though in this. I don't think expecting Echo to be more menacing and giving her more time, she needed to kick Jeremy Renner's ass. She didn't. She never kicked his ass. Right. And and this the Hawkeye was a little step
2: down from that because we knew nothing in this show was gonna be like universe
0: changing right like this is a street level show but the dude's putting ice packs on his body the the dude is the dude is is bandaging himself up he looks like he's got a concussion he can't hear one episode in in a very gripping scene where he's talking to his son but you're telling me that he's gonna win every single fight he's fighting that's bs they could have kept that that, that's the one thing that they, they, they did not do this. Well, he had to
2: because they only had six episodes. So no, he had to fair, win. But I, but I think the point <laughs> stands.
0: Haley Steinfeld stumbled and bumbled all day long. And that's fine. And Hawkeye had to bail her out. And I get the bit. But Echo needed to win a couple fights.
1: So this is I talked about this on if, if you're friends with us, you probably run in the same circles as like Scott Higa. So check out his podcast because I'll be on there in a minute probably the same day this releases, if not right, pretty close to it. But um, I think there should have been a big fight between Echo and Hawkeye where he doesn't rely on Kate and it ends up costing him. I wanted a whole episode where he can't hear. And we as the audience cannot hear. And I want him just to get his, you know, crap kicked. So that he has to say, like, I need Kate. I need people, which is the whole point of this series. To show him that, like, yeah, he can attach himself
2: to these people around him. And it talks about... And they had moments in the show, like, when he doesn't have his hearing aid. And he his son calls, where Kate is, like, helping him, you know. And that was, like, one of the most emotional moments in the show. Like, that was fantastic. If they had given us, like you said, a whole episode of him being, like, you know, not able to hear deaf, that would have been... That would have been fantastic and an amazing callback to the comics. That would have been so cool. The
1: whole reason I recommend this comic to anybody, I like fun superhero comics, right? But I like comics that make me think and challenge my perspective. Hawkeye issue 19 is that, and they did not give us... They gave us two seconds of that in the series. They needed a whole episode.
0: I appreciate that you guys are passionate about it, but for me, I can't give this, this season finale a six because... While, yes, shows don't have to meet my expectations. That's not what I'm saying. Spider-Man's a great example of this. I had specific expectations set in that movie that were so overblown, uh, even in Endgame. And um, I think with Loki, like, Loki really blew my mind. Those last two episodes really took some big, bold risks, and... It, it and it felt like these it felt like Captain America and the Winter Soldier was doing that. I although I really liked it. And it felt like WandaVision was doing that. And it just it didn't execute. So I'm getting worried now down the pike. And we'll get to the show more in a bit, but like I'm getting worried down the line for Miss Marvel. I'm getting worried for She-Hulk. I'm getting worried for Moon Knight. Um that these properties who they need at least 10 episodes, guys. I, I don't think... And I don't think that's a crazy ask. I'm like, add four more. We don't need six. Stop trying to cram a bunch of crap in this. It, it's not a movie. It's a show. It takes time to build. You can spend time with lesser characters. You don't have to fight. You can have an episode where there's no fighting. That's okay. And I think Marvel's kind of said to themselves, we have to do action in every episode. And I, I don't think that's a right choice. Personally, and I think this show... I think this is a show that would have greatly, greatly succeed like that episode you're talking about, Jared. the one where he could not hear that's a prime example of put the fight for two minutes at the beginning. Have her knock that have the end of the episode be he can't hear. And that's the end of the episode. Then the next episode is they can't is is nothing. It's no noise at all. There's no noise. and it's all the other senses and that's like just thinking
2: like Marvel is thinking bigger picture this phase right like what what a crazy like cinema type of thing would that be if there was zero audio for one whole episode like that would never have done been done before like that would have been amazing that would have been awesome and I they think- did so much to like you know have
1: genuine representation and echo like really went all out with it and then to have that stage set where you have an opportunity to say something and the something that you say is a to a joke, like right, like it is just a passing it's a, joke. It's
0: a it's it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit, and then and, and that's my problem. That's my problem with it because the character is menacing. It has the same skills. The character has the same skill set as Taskmaster. Taskmaster was not done well in Black Widow, wasn't. So this is a great opportunity to turn it on its head and give it to this character who in the comics would never be the first choice in this situation.
1: She's gone toe to toe with. With Moon Knight, she's gone toe-to-toe with Daredevil.
0: Let her go toe-to-toe with Spider-Man in his next movie.
1: Oh, my God! Let her yes.
0: – show her be that good. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the things you can do if you allow yourself to have, have the ability. And I, I think this is – it's my issue with the show. And let, let's talk about other stuff. We do want to praise this episode because there are some good things in this episode. Let's talk about um, this—the epic fight scenes we get in this. We finally get to see. I, I want to just uh, a glimpse through through some of these things. We get the Larpers back, Isaac. You were a huge fan of the Larpers in this season. What were your thoughts on getting so these guys back me. and actually seeing them in action, fighting people?
2: I I love how they played the larping in this. Like we all kind of thought episode two that rolled around. Like that was one of the better parts of the season for me. The larping scene with Jeremy Renner and. They kept bringing these guys back, which was fantastic. Like Jeremy Renner needs some support in New York. Right. So the fact that they keep bringing these guys was fantastic. I love that they kind of show that they they're not like real superheroes. They are LARPers like they're not doing things that superheroes are doing. But they still are trying to help as much as they can. Like the the last scene when they change into their larping costumes and literally are just trying to like evacuate people was fantastic. Tremendous. Yeah. Absolutely love that. I there's nothing that I did not like about the larpers in this
0: whole season. Amazing. Jarrett, what did you think about Pew and Steinfeld getting more time together? We get there. It reminded me of the the, the Winter Soldier movie. Where Captain America is chasing Bucky, and it's it's like that the camera the way they had a huge long set, and they're watching him run through doors and over office desks and etc. It's going the opposite direction in this scene. I think they did it in Civil War too. Now that I'm thinking it out loud, but you're seeing <laughs> Steinfeld and Pew's characters fight, and it's so clunky. Steinfeld Steinfeld is a uh, Kate Bishop is a. She has expertise in fighting, but it's also, it's also almost like a drunken fight, almost. Jared is how I was she's kind, kind of a hot it. mess. Yeah, it is a hot mess. It's it's totally a mess. She doesn't, it looks like she doesn't know what she's doing. She does, but that's the thing I liked about her character here. Meanwhile, she's going against a total assassin, total badass in this moment. And like, and she's yelling at her for making her like, What did you think of this? This dynamic? What do you think of this chemistry with these two characters?
1: This, okay, so obviously their conversation in the apartment was incredibly charming. And this takes it like that next step further. Uh, The line where she she slaps her and she's like, what the heck was that for? That whole bit from start to finish was just a visual feast and also just so charming the whole way through. And the whole time it's like, it's this awkward juxtaposition to where like, we're having a blast watching this whole scene. But she's full on intent on murdering Clint. And I think that like that weird tension between like us wanting her to succeed and how funny that is to like, no, she's going to murder Clint if she gets her hands on him. Fantastic. I loved every minute. The
0: emotional stakes mixed with the humor were just so delightful, Jarrett. And it honestly did feel like, I guess the analogy I've been telling myself, it felt like going to be with family on Christmas. You want to kill some of these people, but you love them. Yeah, it was a treat. And and I, I did not know at the end of Black Widow. I thought this is gonna be a more dark approach to this. I thought she would insert in a dark mode. But after watching Black Widow, and I feel dumb now, I'm like, I should have totally seen this writing on the wall. This character has been one of the funniest characters they've ever introduced. She's way more funny than the than Natasha Romanoff. And it's clear why Natasha Romanoff was so smitten of her and her goofiness almost is how I'd put it. So to see her act this way was just remarkable. Let, let's talk about the elephant in the room, and then we'll talk about the big battle scene. Kingpin is seen. We get an introduction scene with him and um, Mrs. Bishop. And we come to find out that Mrs. Bishop's responsible for the death of Senior Duquesne, which I th- was, it was kind of a shock, but it wasn't. To me, at the end of the day, that blood still falls on Wilson Fisk, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys, if you disagree on that. But uh, we come to find out she backed out on her deal with Kingpin, which was I thought was an interesting zig when I thought they would zag. We do see shades. I will say we see shades of D'Onofrio's rage as this character, how he does the facial features. Like I've gone back a couple times. I've gone back a couple times, Isaac, to the to the scene with in Daredevil where that final fight scene in season three. He does the same thing here, so that does lead me to think that he is playing in the same way. Go ahead, Isaac. You were going to say something.
2: We'll go just dive right into Kingpin here. So we see him in this this office scene where, um, uh, gosh, Kate's mom uh, can't think of her name. Uh, basically, blows him off and is like, "I I'm out. Like I don't want to do this anymore. Like I think that's a pretty good. The thing is." I mean, we've been talking about it this whole episode. They needed more time to develop all of this. Totally. Um, Kingpin, um, and and D'Onofrio has talked about this. Kingpin gets blipped. Um, That's not mentioned in the show or anything like that. D'Onofrio says in a lot of interviews that he's done that Kingpin gets blipped, and he's trying to regain a bunch of his power. So this is him starting over. This is him starting over and trying to regain some of his power. And she is, like, disrespecting him in a way that he does not get disrespected, especially in the Daredevil shows. Like, you obviously see his rage in that show when somebody does something like this to him. Love the lip quiver. That showed his rage. And in that office scene, I 1,000% believe that he was the kingpin from the Netflix universe. After that that's where it goes off the rails like even even after she leaves he turns to Kazi and he says he has a conversation with Kazi and that was intimidating like he he is playing his D'Onofrio kingpin from Netflix Marvel in that conversation he is like he doesn't even say anything remotely close to I will kill you if you don't do this correctly, but you
0: can hear it and see it in his voice. Like, if you he got know, flipped Isaac, then they needed to show it to us. This is ridiculous. This is so stupid. Again,
2: this is all like this should have been three. This a, does not the least, fall on three Denofrio episodes short. to
0: say this in interviews. This is ridiculous. That's
2: where it kind of grows, goes off the rails a little bit. We the next time we see him he is like in rage mode on the street and trying to track down Kate's mom himself. And first of all, that's out of context because Kingpin doesn't do things himself. Like that's, that's just not how he works. Like if he's doing it himself, it's a very, very, very personal thing for him, which this doesn't really seem that personal. I mean, yeah, she, she disrespected him, but It just seemed a little out of character. Then we see him in the fight scene, and he is, like, totally, like, he gets hit by a car. He's, like, tearing stuff up with his bare hands. Like, his power level is, like, way, 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 way higher than it was in the Netflix shows, which, honestly, I'm actually okay with because, I mean, Kingpin in the comics, dude can take on some superheroes, like, by himself and be fine. Like, he, I mean, into the Spider-Verse, he literally kills Peter Parker with his bare hands. Like, dude is no slouch physically. But where, where it's so different from his Netflix character is that he's just in this rage mode, and he doesn't seem to care anything what's going on. Like, Kingpin always, always, always has a plan if if something goes wrong, he's got a backup plan to either escape or to fight you know whatever is happening in this he has no plan he's just like going off the rails completely
0: berserk this mode. isn't Kingpin guys
2: no, and that that's why it was like okay, come on like this isn't Kingpin like this is. This isn't. This is not what he would do. Even in the Netflix Marvel shows, like he wouldn't do that. He would leave that for somebody else to do. Like it just wasn't. It didn't seem it was out. He uh, honestly, Jarrett,
0: you're stealing my thunder, dude. My next question (laughs) to you, Jarrett, and I'm not even lying to you, was: Do you think this Kingpin's a scroll? Go ahead.
1: I think it's a possibility. I think they they have to set it up to be somebody that we are invested in, and oh boy, are we (laughs) invested in Kingpin. Um, I Dude, will it say could be just- all the,
0: it could be all the defenders in oh. Netflix guys. And then it turns out that the original iron fist, the reason he was struggling to use his power so much, make him a scroll, make it. So he had to charge, like make some scientific mumbo jumbo up why he sucked to be that. That's that I'm serious. You can really retcon this original defender stuff with scrolls. Jared, I agree with you.
1: I, I will say as like a, an aside, um, this is a niche comic run so I I don't blame you if you haven't read it but have any of you guys ever picked up family business it's a spider-man run
2: I mentioned that and um I've never read it but like I've been hearing a ton about it since this, he looks like, great you know, D'Onofrio, it? this is that Dirio mentioned that yeah. like he ha- literally has it as his like PC desktop background um the with the red Hawaiian shirt that he wore like it's literally like to the T what Kingpin wore in that I was wondering if that was intentional or not, but I
1: saw it and I was like, "There's a Spider-Man run that he did." He
2: says this. that he suggested that the red Hawaiian shirt—that's so in good. the show, it's which so is good. which is awesome. Like D'Onofrio, dude, like knows where it's at, and I I can't wait to see more of him in the MCU. But I really do hope they kind of correct the path that he's going because. This episode really did not do him any favors. And it's not his fault. Like, he did everything. Everything
0: is correctable, but here's here's something I got to praise Marvel on. To reveal Charlie Cox and Daredevil in oh. seven calendar days within each other <gasps> yeah. from wow. the point of release Amazing. was masterful production-wise. I cannot imagine the headache it took to make that happen. And the Daredevil... I'm sorry, Daredevil. And to keep all that quiet. Like, I mean, we heard rumors... The Hawkeye director didn't know. Nobody on Hawkeye knew that Charlie Cox was going to be on Spider-Man. So, And and his quote was, they do a great job of siloing us so that we have no idea, probably for our own protection, so people can't ask us.
1: Well, and because Tom Holland will tell everybody he knows. (laughs) Well, God (laughs) bless
0: Tom Holland and... Andrew Garfield and all those guys in Spider-Man because like those dudes got grilled. Andrew
2: Garfield deserves an Oscar for how many times he had to, he had to tell people that he wasn't in no way. Dude, he,
0: he convinced (laughs) me a couple times that he didn't know here either. So
2: this poor guy, while trying to field
1: for his original movie is like just constantly being bombarded with Spider-Man. Oh my gosh. He
0: has to bold face lie to them right at the gate. What did we think of, so you, you talked about this Kingpin fight here, Isaac, Jared, were you satisfied as a Kate Bishop fan with her skill set? And were you satisfied? Obviously, she wins this fight. That's a huge moment for her character to really step up for her mom. She then gets the cops to arrest her mom, which I thought was really bold as a character. And her mom gaslights her. Did you feel that it was as satisfied as the next Hawkeye? Of like, okay, the next, the next Hawkeye has arrived. This was her moment. She just defeated the Kingpin. And even um, Jeremy Renner's Clint Barton acknowledges You know, you just beat Kingpin. That's a big deal.
1: I do think, so this is one of the things that I think they translated well to the comics, from the comics to the TV show, is like, Kate is good. Kate is really good. In fact, in that Fraction run, he's like, yeah, you know why I hang out with Kate Bishop? is because, like, she's perfect. She doesn't miss. Um, We didn't see that as much, but I think she's really, we've seen growth in her character significantly, and this fight at the end, I think, shows that. My gripe was not with Kate Bishop. My gripe was Kingpin. <laughs> um, and it was it was still really good, right? Like, she sacrificed everything for her mom just to, like, turn around and turn her in because that's what heroes do. Um, yeah, I, I was really satisfied with this one, actually.
0: Yeah, I'm satisfied, too. I, the ice rink fight was goofy um, because they shouldn't have won that fight, like, logically. That just felt weird to me that they're surrounded and no one's shooting them. yeah like and they can't really move like they're on ice i I, it felt stupid but like this is also there's a lot of
2: suspension of disbelief yeah i mean it looked sweet so you know
0: (laughs) i'm gonna let that go but i did you feel like the showcase of these new arrows they obviously workshop and show these new, new arrows off did you like these jared did you feel like there was anything missing i know the boomerang was a joke made earlier but they never made that I was so mad that the boomerang arrow never
1: showed up. Yeah. That's one of my favorite payoffs because in the comic run... That would have been sweet. They came up with all these cool trick arrows because they went back and read like an old excerpt panel from one of the original West Coast Avengers, which I have that comic somewhere. But they went through and they're like, okay, what is actually in Clint's bag canonically from the, the West Coast Avengers in the 70s or whatever? So they pull that, bring it into the comics in Fractions, Hawkeye... And it's all like a joke to them, which is great. But we don't. They tease it and they tease it, and they don't give us the payoff in uh, in in the TV series. I was so mad. I just wanted to see one boomerang arrow.
0: I agree. There's a lot of things they tease here. That's like, come on, guys, just just give it to us. You
1: know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, come on, dude. And and this is like what they do. They've done this with all the shows, which is. It's not just Hawkeye. I I feel like it sounds like I'm just ripping Hawkeye, but it's really all the I shows. It. I yeah, I want to make it. that clear that there are great things about this episode. I'm just seeing the pattern now and it's frustrating me. Um, let's talk about the future of this character real quick before we kind of close up shop on this Kingpin. Is he dead or alive?
1: He's alive. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. That's the dumbest shooting. In my opinion, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in the context of like there's, there's no help there that doesn't like fulfill echo. Um, it doesn't fulfill a uh, Kingpin. Have you guys just, just so I'm clear, right.
1: Have you guys read this Echo Run? You know what happens to Kingpin.
2: Yeah, so that's exactly what I was going to mention. Uh, mention Jarrett was that like I watched this and I was like that was dumb, like stupid, and for both Echo and for Kingpin. And then literally like I don't know, probably that same day on Twitter, I see this panel from. I'm assuming it's the the Echo Run where literally the same exact thing happens, like shot for shot. And then Kingpin shows up in the next panel, and he's got the two eye patches on. So I don't even how, how does that happen. She, she shoots, shoots his yeah. eye. No, she shoots and, his eye out, and they somehow grow back. It
1: is the <laughs> dumbest thing ever. Kay. She that's, she takes that's what guns, I was like. Okay, what? Yeah, and shoots him point blank <laughs> in the eye, and he survives, and they grow back. It's so. I, oh, that
2: okay, that is wild. I do appreciate that they strip that straight from the comics, but that's like. That's kind of wild. I hope they don't do the that exact thing cuz that's like really no weird. Reason. But like I, I you have to assume that's what happens, right? Like he lives through this obviously cuz they wouldn't just pull Kingpin out from under the There's us a like more that. dramatic
0: like way to approach this too for Echo. Like, why not have him beat her up? Why not have her be so arrogant and be like, no, 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 let's put the guns on. Let's let's go let's And honestly, I would have
2: been fine with that ending if they had given us three more episodes to develop this relationship. We have like basically nothing to go off of other than we know that they like. Like he kind of half raised Echo. Like that's all we know. We have, yeah, there's, we have him putting our ha- his hand on her shoulder, and that's like it. <laughs> right. Like there's nothing else there. So like I think I think they could have done it the same way, ended it the same way with a way better payoff if they had built this relationship, but they didn't, and it just is dumb. It's dumb the way they ended it. Why are you guys making me so mad about Hawkeye right now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kingpin needed to kick her butt and leave her almost dead on the side of the road. That's how this show needed to end for that character. And then her show needed to be her building herself back up to going and destroying his empire that he's building And then at the end of hers or in the process, she can meet Daredevil. And then we're off and running with the defenders. That's where this needed to go.
1: Can I say this here? Because I don't know if I'll get a chance to say this anywhere else on our podcast. Zon McLaren, who plays uh, Echo's dad in this, is having one hell of a year. This dude is in everything. And he is, like, delivering. I want to see... Flashbacks of him and Echo. Is he in uh, reservation dogs? Yeah, I he's one of
2: could
0: the I've kind of sworn he was in there. He's, he's the, in Westworld, he's, he he he's in Yellowstone. He is in like Westworld. West You're dude. right. You're yeah. abs- that's where I recognized him from. Okay.
1: Zon McLaren yes.
0: is
2: oh, he's killing it. Good right for now. him.
0: Yeah. I I, um somewhere. uh but, 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 but Kate Bishop, Young Avengers, Jarrett, you and I have talked about this every single episode do you think young Avengers when do you, when in the timeline do you foresee this coming Jarrett? Because for me, I see this right before secret wars. I, I, that's what kind of where I see this to kind of build the anticipation of getting, I think they're going to try to hold back from the OG and, and like the Shang Chi's and all those guys from, from getting them all in one movie together for a while to kind of build that anticipation. Like the original Avengers did, but I, I don't know how they do it. Like, is it against Kang in the like, and they did in the comics, or is it a different arc? Like, what arc do you see them going with?
1: Yeah, that? I, I, I think it has to be that original arc, and I think it has to be something where like something gets screwed up in Multiverse of Madness, and it leaves our heroes like just spiraling, right? Like something has to leave us without these big hitters, and you have to call in who's left, right? And then we get, we get Cassie Lang, we get Kate Bishop, we get uh, Elijah, we get all these characters, right. And I do think it has to be that storyline. I think it has to be Kang. And I, I just want so badly for it to be, um, what do they call him? Iron lad or iron boy. What do they call him in the comics? Iron lad, um, as Kang, like they have to, they have to give us that. I think that's coming too. I agree. I
0: think we're going to see that in Ant-Man actually. I think that's to me where I think that character fits so well into all this. Um, Then we get the reveal of where the watch was from. It was, in fact, Clint Barton's wife, which to me was like as a shield agent, which we called. We called that. But to be honest, a lot of people did didn't feel like that big of a win to me to get that one. Uh, Laura Barton was indeed Mockingbird. Do you think she has any relation to the Mockingbird from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Do you think we're going to see more interconnection with this, especially now that we're essentially getting told these Netflix characters are part of it?
1: They're telling us that it's not canon, but then like, Jarvis shows up in Endgame, so I don't know, man.
0: I'm with like, you. I I think it is. They're playing
2: Calvin Ball with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they. <laughs> I think Agents of Shield is a is an anomaly in those Marvel shows. I think because. Just with the way everything went with that show, I think Marvel's kind of picking and choosing what they like out of that show to bring. That's to, fine. Which is fine. The only issue is, like, with the Netflix Marvel shows, what they're going to say, and they're going to do the same thing with the Netflix Marvel shows, by the way. They're going to pick and choose what characters they and want to come back. And that's fine. That's which okay. Which is fine. No, I, I'm i okay with that. Yeah. The, the difference is they're going to say everything that happened in the Netflix Marvel shows happened we're just not bringing these characters back in the agents of shield show i don't think they will say that i don't think they'll ever come out publicly say oh yeah agents of shields 100% canon everything that happened in that show happens in the mcu like i don't think they would ever do that you know like it's just it was such a it just went differently than than the MCU, that it went in a different path than the MCU did, and I don't, I don't think they want to retcon that or bring that back. But they might keep bringing stuff. Back. I don't know, man.
1: Emo Spider Man's canon, so like anything goes. <laughs>
2: That's true. Anything <laughs> goes at this point. So it's, it's just a different vibe than the Netflix Marvel shows, I think for sure.
0: Well, that is our review of Hawkeye episode six. Apparently, these guys gave it a six out of six, but wanted to rip it shreds with me. Um, but I give it a four out of six. Just the
2: just the episode six. Okay. By okay. the way, just saying. I, I mean, are we given? We got to give our our final. Yeah, full yeah. Grow
0: up, Max. It was like that episode of of or the episode. It's like that movie Office Space where they're beating up the printer. You guys <laughs> yeah. kind of all came with <laughs> yeah. me even though you didn't want to. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, there were some bad things, but. No, I think we all would recommend Hawkeye still. Um, this is a great show. And and if you're listening to this, you've watched it already. But I, one thing that I think our show is going to continue to tout, and I think I'm safe in saying this from all six of our perspectives is more content is good. It makes everything better. The cream rises and it pushes the excellent directors and artists into the into the sphere. And so seeing new people get shots at things is not bad but bringing them back a second time if they screw up is bad. That's where I get a little upset. So I'm hoping that 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 some of these issues are reconciled. And with Echo, Jared, I'm with you. I I want to see a character that can mimic moves from other people done right, so they're close to unbeatable. That's what I want to see. And this character is a tremendous way to do that. I think. So I hope I hope that Echo is done right, and I hope that Kingpin and the Defenders from the Netflix shows are done right as well you can check this out on disney plus as well if you're here at the end of this hey one more reminder we'd love it if you left us a review our 100th episode is coming up next week we want to make sure that you are entered to win an infinity gauntlet from us you don't want to miss it seriously just take two minutes fill out a review put your name on it unless your name's Lindsay, and write a review for us and we will make sure that you're entered into that and uh, we will make sure that that we reveal who that is on episode 100
2: okay uh before we close out final thoughts we we didn't we didn't really give our final recaps of our of our what we thought of hawkeye okay i give this final episode or a six out of six because the hype was awesome whole show 5.5 because i did not like the way the direction they took echo's character still my favorite mcu show by the way out of all the mcu shows we've seen 5.5 out of six uh it didn't hype me up for Echo. I, I'm bummed about that. And we've already talked about Kingpin. And Echo Nauseam, sucks. So I'll leave that for Echo
0: there. needs to be fixed. Fix Echo. It's not her fault. Hashtag it's fix Echo. It's the show's
2: fault. Anyways, that's what I got.
0: No, I'll, I'll go next, then Jared can give it the positive spin that this episode needs. <laughs> the season's a four out of six. Really strong start. Really great start. And how this show utilizes previous things in previous <laughs> movies is great. From the blip... And the original Avengers scene, putting Clint Barton as this bigger-than-life hero, that was a great story. And honestly, Kate Bishop is the best part of the show. No questions asked. She's the best part. She, it, it, Her alone is four out of six. Just four out of six on the future stuff. The show did its job. It can, the, the, the great grand story continues on. No major hiccups. I just hope these future characters get the time they deserve behind in front of the screen.
1: I hope when you go to bed tonight, there's an itch in the center of your back that you cannot reach. <laughs> uh, no, this like I'm an idiot if I don't give this a six. We got lucky the pizza dog, mm,
2: and gosh, that's that like amazing. yeah.
1: I mean that's it. That's oh, all we need. Uh, six out of six.
2: That's, yeah, that's it. Six out of six.
1: <laughs> that's it. I have no more thoughts, Max. That's my that's my <laughs> review. We got lucky the pizza dog. I don't care. <laughs> Max is like,
2: I'm out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't see uh, if you're listening at home, but my my uh, camera fell. So I was making faces <laughs> at them, and we weren't able to record it because we had Zencaster issues. But were at Zencastr shoes. But so we're looking at each other in Zencaster, We're not using it. So, uh, well, thank you, Infinity Rose Universe. Wherever you listened, however you listened, thanks for making us part of your podcast experience. Check us, check our stuff out in the show notes. And as always, we love you guys three thousand. We'll see you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye.